welcome to The Issue Podcast, episode one. My name is Craig. I'm the lawyer Craig across social media. I like to do a COVID update weekly, and most of mine lately for the past several weeks have just been a pure newsletter. Then a couple video updates a little while back, but I wanted to try it as a podcast this week because I think it could be a good way to go beyond just the plain newsletter text, which takes a while to write sometimes, without having to worry about doing the video editing, and it allows me to look at the data while I talk. So for this week's COVID update, it'll be episode one of the Issue podcast on my newsletter. So let's dive in. So the first topic is just the data, COVID data in the United States. I'll go over cases and percent positive, hospitalizations, COVID ICUs and deaths. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the regional differences and what summer might look like as well. So for cases and percent positive, the data here, by the way, is coming from the CDC for these metrics. We're post-peak by about two weeks. It shows, the CDC shows that the uh, case peak was on May 26th at just over 110,000 for the daily average, averaged over seven days. But it's really been over 100 to about 110 for the last three weeks, more of a large plateau. And part of the reason for this is that it's different in different regions. So we had a lot of the southeast and some of the southwest not doing quite as much in early mid-May, moving into late May when the northeast, upper Midwest, Great Lakes regions were all climbing faster. And then that's flipped a little bit as of late. So in the past couple of weeks, the Northeast, the first to peak, has been the first to fall. The Northeast tends not to be that high in the summer in terms of cases. So June, July, August, at least the past couple of years, not a huge data set. The, the Northeast hasn't done as much as the South and, and Southwest does in the summer. So different for different regions, and what it ends up doing is you don't really have a national number. You have competing regions that have essentially flatlined at a relatively high plateau. And the percent positive has also been pretty high. Uh, North of 13%, it looks like it's going to peak as of about a week ago, maybe a little more than that, close to 14%. And so we may be on the way back down now, percent positive, uh, but we'll see what's coming. Hospitalization and ICU data I get from the HHS. And I'm pairing these together because you're going to see a bit of a discrepancy that comes from the way the data is gathered and reported. So hospitalization census as of June 10th, and this was reported on the morning of June 11th, is 29,788. The week before it was 29,332, so it's essentially flat up just over a percent. Well down from the winter wave peak, although it's more than doubled from the low that it hit in April of this year. And hospitalizations are up 55 plus percent from the same day last year. So if you recall last year, we were coming out of Alpha and Delta had just started to be this fledgling variant. And our hospitalizations were, they basically crashed until mid to late June. And so this year we're rising and the spring rise kind of extended into almost summertime, and so we have a lot of higher hospitalizations. ICU, on the other hand, is currently just under 2,800, 2,792, last week 2,706, so up 3%. 
like hospitalizations, well down from the winter wave peak, almost 90%. Not quite doubled from the April 2020, uh, April 2022 trough that we just had. <clears throat> but instead of being up from last year, it's down 35% from the same day last year. So you have a huge discrepancy here in hospitalizations, up 55% on the one hand, ICUs down 35% on the other. And the main reason that happens is the with versus from issue. So the HHS data that retrieves this information from the hospital systems themselves, almost all the hospital systems still report hospitalized patients with COVID. And so you'll get a case like we have now where the background infection rate is higher. You have a base level of people that are just in the hospital. And so whatever the background infection rate in the hospital, excuse me, in the population is, you're going to have that in the hospital as well. In addition to some people who get COVID while going to the hospital because now they're around a whole bunch of other people. And so you get this with issue, so hospitalizations with COVID, that doesn't show up quite as much in the ICU data. And so although it's still some, the ICU data still has some incidental infections, but not nearly the number that hospitalizations have. Okay, and finally, deaths. Go back to the CDC data for deaths. Right now, the current seven-day average, the daily average, is 285. Again, that's as of Friday, June 10th. The week before, it was 260, although we've been bobbing around a little bit due to the Memorial Day holiday. So past couple weeks, especially with deaths and some states now reporting once a week or twice a week, it's going to be a little bit volatile. So we've essentially been in a situation where We've been in the 200s or low 300s for several weeks now, maybe a month straight where the number's been kind of low 300s to anywhere down to 240, 250, uh, depending on how the reporting falls for deaths. So one of the big questions is, what does summer look like? Do we have a 2020 or 2021 summer where the Southeast and Southwest kind of take off like a bottle rocket? Does the bottle rocket carry with it all the same severity that it did last year with Delta? Uh, unlikely, it seems to me at this point, given the data that we've seen so far with Omicron. But we're coming into the summer now. So as I said before, we've had the flip. Uh, Northeast, upper Midwest, mid-Atlantic even, some of the Great Lakes are starting to either stabilize or have turned down already, some for a few weeks now. And we're seeing the rise in various places in the South. And so what does that look like TBD? Uh, my, my, my guess is that we will see what we've been seeing in several other countries, including the United States, in terms of infections doing whatever infections are going to do, but the severity just not following. Certainly not to the extent of 2021 uh, and, and Delta in the South. And so that's, in my head, that's the expectation that I would have going into this if someone asked me to lay odds whether this looks more like a 2021 summer or whether it looks more like a 2021 spring. Uh, I'm going to go, or excuse me, 2022 spring. I'm going to go with the spring in that case. Okay, topic two, COVID variants in the U.S. And not to worry, these the rest of the topics will move much more quickly. Uh, the data was the bulk of it. So we'll grease through these next four topics. So COVID variants in the U.S., Omicron has been dominant. We're coming up on six months now. That's about the same time that Delta was dominant. 
and Omicron appears that it will surpass Delta in terms of how long it was dominant. Although we are cycling through a bunch of sub-variants of Omicron, and we have been for months now. So yeah, and a lot of people don't remember that was the same with Delta as well. Delta had its own little sub-variants, but it wasn't quite like Omicron. We didn't break them out in the news media or in Twitter or anything like that. And so now everyone is kind of aware of the BA1, BA2, BA212, BA4, BA5. And so I'll go through those real quickly. So right now we are, the dominant subvariant is still BA2.12.1, which is one of the Omicron cousins. We started with just kind of OG Omicron, BA1, which gave way to a couple other versions of BA1. So 11529 and just 11, which then gave way to BA2. BA2 was kind of the bulk of our spring rise as it turned to BA2.12.1. Uh, that became dominant here maybe three weeks ago. And that's been carrying us since then. And now we have a couple more players in the mix, BA4 and BA5. They are you know, a significant percentage now at this point. Uh, the CDC data will update on Tuesday. And it'll update what it calls the nowcast data, which projects what the variant mix looks like now. It's revised over time and it's not perfect, but it uh, gives you a good idea. And right now, BA4 and BA5 combine for about 13% of the total subvariant mix, and that's as of June 4th. So expect that to grow because everywhere that BA4 and 5 have been in the game, uh, they have tended to push out the BA2 and predecessor variants. So we'll look to see where that's at this Tuesday, but I expect BA4 and BA5 to primarily be the variants that are our summer variants. Okay, third topic, South Africa. South Africa appears to be on the backside of its fifth infection wave. And I'm using the term infections because lower testing, a lot of people have pointed out that lower testing has brought case counts down for this wave, but that the percent positive was still pretty high and so the underlying infection numbers might have still been really high during South Africa's recent wave. And so essentially undercounting cases is, is what people claim with South Africa. And if you look at the positive testing percentage, you can see five pure clear waves on, uh, you know, on whatever data source you use. I'm looking at our world and data, which is a pretty good one for graphics and to get a quick snapshot of what a country might look like. And so clearly five infection waves. The good news is when you move from infection to ICU patients, there's three big waves. And then even Omicron, the original Omicron, this past our winter, their summer in South Africa, the ICU patients number plummeted, absolutely plummeted. And then this time around, it's plummeted yet again. So this time around, less than half of what it was during Omicron, which is about maybe a third or a quarter of what it was in the three prior peaks. So each time the, the bounce and the severity is just lower and lower and more and more cases. It takes more and more and more infections in cases to get the one ICU patient or to get the one death. And that's a good thing. And that's a trend that's being repeated the world over at this point. The discussion of cases versus infections in South Africa and elsewhere. Uh, that's a good segue, and it essentially is the fourth topic I was 
going to discuss today, which is the case ascertainment rate. Are we at this point at the lowest point in the pandemic in ascertaining the number of cases out there? And let me put that another way. Are we at this point testing so infrequently of the type of tests that get reported out to localities, states, national numbers, such that we're missing more cases now as a percentage than we ever have been? I don't know the answer to that question. We're missing a lot, certainly, because our percent positive, like I said, got near 14% just about a week ago as a nation, and some states certainly much higher. But during the peak of Omicron, which may have been the where we missed the most, we had close to 30% positive. Now, it's not perfect in terms of you don't go a higher percent positive means absolutely you're missing more cases than a slightly lower percent positive because there could be other factors. But I would say there's no question that we're missing. We're undercounting cases, and that's always the case. Don't get me wrong. We're always undercounting cases. But right now we're undercounting cases by a very high margin, if not the high, if, if not missing the most as a percentage again during the pandemic, you know, in the top three, maybe with winter 2020, 2021, where that little changeover happened, also in the mix along with Omicron. So yes, absolutely our case ascertainment rate is pretty low at this point. Now our final topic, even if, going off the case ascertainment rate there, even if infections are much, much higher. And you see people on Twitter that talk about maybe they're 10x right now. Even if infections are that much higher, should you care? Should we care? Should anything really change? And I think the answer right there for me is no. And the reason is, or at least right now is no. And the reason for that is that the decoupling that we've seen in terms of COVID case and COVID severity is massive. It's absolutely massive. If I look at the number of ICU patients that we have and I compare it to what the cases look like two weeks ago, it's a tiny, tiny fraction of what it was a year ago. We're not even close. And what's interesting is the case ascertainment rate means that it's even more decoupled than you think about. So take, for instance, our cases. A couple of weeks ago, let's just say 100,000, easy round number. We were you know, maybe above or below that just by a little bit of cases. 100,000 cases. Some people are saying the infections are 10x. That's a million. Even if they're 5x, that's 500,000. Last year, around this time, cases were extremely, extremely low, and so was percent positive. And so our case ascertainment rate last year in May and June uh, was pretty damn high. We saw percent positive drop down in the ones by this time in June. We were, you know, 1.7 to 9%, somewhere in there. And so you're catching most of the cases, obviously, when you have that low a percent positive. And so we had cases around 14 or 15,000 that dropped down to a low as uh, 11 to 12,000 here in a couple weeks from now, obviously last year. And we're looking at 100,000 this year. So we may be comparing oh, I don't know, 20 or 25,000 infections last year, let's say it's 2X, versus half a million this year, that's 20 times the number of infections, and our ICU is still lower right now. It's not even 80% of the lowest we ever saw at any point in 2021. To me, that's massive. You cannot put horse blinders on and say, 
We want cases. That's what matters. That's what drives masking, schools, toddlers, you know, passports, whatever the hell else you want to put out there in the world because cases are still going on. And the chorus of people that are going to be saying that is still large, is probably going to grow as long as their following continues to hold out. I'm just simply 180 out from that line of thinking, certainly at this point. And that is all I have for this week, which means that episode one, the issue podcast is in the books. I'll plan on another update next week, and I'm going to rotate the different topics that follow the data uh, from week to week. COVID-related topics, of course, and the COVID weekly updates, but this podcast won't be confined solely to COVID going forward, and hopefully soon. I just have to find the time and good rhythm, being a practicing lawyer with a pretty busy schedule, to get out some of the other topics that might be fun to discuss. For those of you who don't already, take a couple seconds and subscribe to the issue. And please feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My username is the lawyer Craig. Thank you so much for listening. Feedback is always welcome, so let me know what you think. Take care. <laughs>